1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: The forever voice and the greatest voice of the Washington Bullets, Washington Wizards history is Steve Buckhantz. Buck is jumping on with us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. So you don't call the games anymore, unfortunately, with Phil. Um, It's now been a couple of years uh, without the two of you, uh, and you've been greatly missed, as you've heard many times over. But I am curious because you grew up here and, like me, loved the Bullets and loved the Wizards and remember what it was at the Cap Center and what Abe did to bring it to uh, Chinatown to really resuscitate this city in so many ways. What are your thoughts on a day like today?
3: Uh, Quite a firestorm that's going on around here, and it's been interesting for me to listen to the different opinions. Uh, As you said, Kevin, you know, I'm Well, first of all, I'm a little bit conflicted, uh, but I'm also biased because I not only was born in Washington, but raised in Arlington. So I'm, you know, Virginia guy my whole life. Right, Um, You are a Virginia guy. Yeah. What was that um, pizza
2: place you used to take us to that you swore by?
3: Back in the day, it was Mario's in Arlington. Mario's. They still make a pretty good steak and cheese, although their pizza's gone way downhill. The best pizza over here okay. now is Andy's, which is over at Tyson's.
2: Yeah, Andy's and that's, is that's, great. Andy's, Andy's is, is great. a couple of DC locations. There's now yep. a Bethesda location. I like Andy's too.
3: Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, uh, you know, um, like you, Kevin. Although I was I'm just older up in you, New York,
2: by the way, it's it's excellent. <laughs> is a reach. It's really good for here.
3: Well, no, I think it's actually very good. Now, look, I've been to Frank Pepe's in, in New Haven, Connecticut, yeah, which I is always – that and Sally's are always listed as the number one pizza in the country, and it's spectacular. And they open to Frank Pepe's in Bethesda, not as good as the one in not New Haven. Not as good.
2: It's not bad, though. you got to get it there, though,
3: not yeah, Oh, delivered. yeah, well, I never take it home. I always – like when I go to Andy's, <clears throat> I order an entire pie, and then I'll eat like a couple of slices there right as soon as it comes out of the yes. oven and then right. take the rest home. But it's – it's excellent. I think it's excellent. I mean, it, it, for like you say, relatively for New York, speaking, for
2: New York style, New York slice, thin crust. For here, yep. it's excellent. It's yep. no Joe's. It's no Frank and Pepe's. It's no John's. On uh, you know, in in the West Village, but right. it's really good for here. That's yes, all.
3: It is, and get it well done, yeah. so it's nice and crispy and absolutely. Do you like Wise Guy? I haven't been there yet. Okay. And then, then they're opening one over here in. Um, in Herndon, actually, I think.
2: I think Wise Guy's pretty good for a New York slice. You know, two Amy's is not a New York slice, as you know, but it's excellent. And of course, there's always Litos that we have here for us Marylanders, for we, well, we Mar- have one Marylanders. Over here, too.
3: We have one over here, actually, five minutes from where I live, over near, you know, near the Reston area. But, uh, yeah, Should Litos we do plane crashes?
2: Those? Should we do plane crashes before we get to Ted's move? <laughs>
3: Kevin, you, you're slightly getting off the subject, but I'm happy to do whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> well, we
2: always do this. I mean, we you do. and I have spent on my show over the years probably in total <laughs> six hours talking about the most horrific plane crashes <laughs> in U.S. aviation history because for two reasons, Buck is a pilot, A, B, and he, like I have been, for whatever reason, we've been mesmerized by plane crashes, and our favorite show is Air Disasters.
3: I've seen every one of them five times. I've seen every one of them. I watch them every night, even when I've seen them again and again. And I'm back up flying again, by the way. Uh, I know you told him uh, Out of uh, Leesburg uh, with uh, with my my. my f- i guess you would call her my instructor because i had to get refreshed shelby clark is her name she's great uh uva grad and very smart and a terrific pilot And she's been helping me so uh you know when i last flew we didn't have gps or anything like that it was all these things called vor's and different kind of navigation now you have to learn the the new gps the garmin it's a garmin just like you would have in your car but it's a little more involved and it's difficult to, to grasp the technology, but she's helping me with that, and that's what I'm working on.
2: Uh You know, it was on by the way the other night on air disasters. United that? Airlines Flight Two Thirty Two, so, uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Yeah, yeah. And Loss you know of and, all hydraulics. That yeah. that guy did an an amazing job. Which, by the way, have you have you? I'm sure you've watched the movie Flight with Denzel, right?
3: Oh, one probably the best. Crash scene in uh, made the most realistic crash scene in made in all movies. The second would probably be Castaway when that when uh, that FedEx plane went down. But yeah, Denzel Washington in Flight was amazing, amazing, amazing. Where he turned that plane it's, upside down to fly inverted.
2: It's better than Castaway because of the way that he got it after he after he had inverted the plane and then and then flipped it back and they were gliding and th- that was. I don't know how that was shot. By the that way, is, that, is the move he made actually possible? Is what? The move he made to invert that plane oh. the way he did after the loss of all hydraulics to keep that thing flying without, you know, basically nosediving. Is that actually how you would do it?
3: Well, Well, I don't know if that's how you would do it, but... Yes, you can invert the plane and fly it, absolutely. I mean, you see that in the slider jets all the time. Uh, You wouldn't do it in a commercial airliner unless in his case, you know, it was the only way he could keep it airborne, which I guess is the only way. I don't know for a fact that you can do that, but you can turn the plane upside down and fly it, absolutely. Uh, but that whole sequence of how he, you know, he was obviously inebriated and, but, and took some yeah. liberties with that plane and punched it through those clouds to get out of that weather, and then, of course, they, they had all the other issues after that, but that was such an incredible flying sequence. Probably, like I say, the most realistic I've seen in any movie was really Really cool
2: it's such a good movie all right yeah it's a um, good play. all right and let's uh way, um, <laughs> let's get to the topic of the day <laughs> so your reaction to to the two teams one of which yeah. you called games for for you know 77 years uh, are moving to potomac yard you are a virginian so that started your answer before i we started to talk pizza
3: right and what i was going to say was kevin that um You know, when I was young, and I'm a little older than you, my parents used to schlep over to Baltimore to see the Bullets, okay? That's where my first interaction with that team came at the Baltimore Civic Center, when they had Kevin Lockery and Gus Johnson and Wes Unseld and Earl Monroe and Jack Marin and those guys. That's who I grew up with, uh, or at least my my early, my formative years. Uh, So we used to drive to Baltimore, and then after that, we used to drive to the Capitol Center, okay? So a lot of a lot of what you're hearing uh, is uh, with this displeasure about this move i think are i think are coming from marylanders who just don't want to come over that godforsaken bridge to get into virginia <laughs> and i don't blame them it's that that construction may not be finished by the time they finish the new arena in alexandria that's that that place that whole area is a nightmare to get across you know what was the cabin john bridge so yes right. i used to so listen all these Virginia people. We used to go to the Capitol Center to see them play, and we've been going since 1997 to FedEx Field to Maryland to see the Commanders play. So <laughs> it, 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 I'm, I have no no problem with them moving into uh, Alexandria. Now, look, uh, I also cut my teeth at Verizon Center. I was obviously doing the Wizards games when it opened in in uh, 97. You know, it started at the Cap Center that year, and then in December it opened in 97 at MCI Center. Uh, so, obviously, I was there for 22 years and made that trip down there every day. But that area has changed a little bit. While Abe Poland, God rest his soul, revitalized the whole area, it's uh, it's getting a little sketchy down there now. You've got some places that have just closed up, right, uh, that are attached to the arena, and it can be a little uh, scary to walk around there sometimes. Um Now, I don't know what it's going to be like in Alexandria, how much better it's going to be, but it's going to be a brand-new facility, obviously. And, listen, there are a lot of arenas, Kevin, as you know, that are not right in downtown. Like, look at Philadelphia. That sports complex is south of the city. It's not in the heart of the city. It's, I don't know, a mile, two miles, three miles down 95 you know, in the sports complex, and they have all of their sports there, a baseball stadium, a football stadium, and their basketball arena. And those fans don't seem to have any problem driving down there to fill those places up. For years in Detroit, both their football stadium Pontiac. and their basketball arena, the football was in Pontiac, the basketball was in Auburn Hills. And while their teams weren't that great, obviously, you know, people went out there, now they're, now they're downtown uh in most cities yes the, the arenas they make a conscious effort to build the arena or the stadium in the city and that's a great thing you know i think in miami they're right down there in the middle of the heart of miami uh atlanta right in the middle of that's atlanta. your favorite trip yeah that's a good one madison square garden obviously right there um you could go on and on and name all these, these well, towns. Well, you got to drive 50
2: built. miles if you live in San Francisco to see the 49ers play to Santa Clara. Yeah, so, that's, that's we, we, yeah, crazy. we've been doing this for years. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the Cowboys didn't play in downtown Dallas. The Cotton Bowl was there, but Irving wasn't. Um, well, now they're in yeah. Arlington.
3: They're not in downtown Dallas. And now they're Dallas. in Arlington. Now, the, the basketball arena is in downtown Dallas. It's right it there. is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the football, and, and, of course, people are going to – here's the thing, and I know it's a cliche <laughs> – if you build it, they will come, okay? We, we've heard that before with the movie and everything else. And if the team is successful, you don't think that that the Capitals well, fans will the go there and, 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 and sell that place out? Of course yeah, they if, will, it, especially he's, if they he's keep build winning. A winner. Yeah. yeah, he
2: just hasn't now, done that.
3: Right. If, if the Wizards somehow, someday turn things around and, and start consistently winning and being competitive... I believe people will go there. Again, it's not like they're going to Potomac Yards. It's not like they're going to Woodbridge. They're going across the bridge to Alexandria, you know, which is right there next to National Airport. So, uh, you know, look, uh, I understand people are disappointed. I understand you'd like to have an arena and a stadium in your city, in downtown if you can. But this move will – I just hope I don't have to pay more taxes being in Virginia. Know what I'm saying?
2: Well, the state will 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 benefit from
3: some of the tax of revenue they will. that comes. Absolutely, yeah. Did, yeah.
2: did I, you did you watch the presser today?
3: I didn't see it, so I don't. I don't have oh, any okay. way to react. I've all seen right. some sound bites. I saw Yunkin. I didn't hear what Ted had to say, so I, I, it's hard for me to react to all of that. I was okay. asleep. Kevin. I, it just
2: was. I'm sorry.
3: I was asleep. <laughs> of course you were on, it was man. 9
2: a.m yeah a, in fact I, I didn't here. ask you for earlier i asked you for noon because i figured you you know you'd be up by now yeah but noon barely is good
3: for me noon is good <laughs> um <laughs> what It, do you it think, is Kevin? true though that what 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 do you think about this move does it you're a maryland guy does it rile you do you make you mad
2: well, I'm a DC guy and have lived in DC now for for three years. But uh, and I've you know lived here before, and I've lived in the the immediate, as you know, the immediate Maryland suburbs. I, I'm sad for DC. I am. I what Abe did 25 years ago was a massive risk, and he and what he did ended up propelling this city to you know, what it really has become. And I know the last few years there has been decline in many of these areas, but, you know, you know, um, neighborhoods like, you know, Logan and the U Street Corridor and City Center and Chinatown, like all these areas, this was Abe inspired, you know, by, by making this incredible move. And on many levels, it's like, Ted benefited from you know uh, acquiring these teams and having it be in an area that was vibrant and thriving, and now he's bolting. So it's a big blow to the city, uh, and and that's I'm upset about that. But at the same time, I am sure that if I were in Ted's shoes, looking at what this opportunity is compared to the one being offered by DC, it would probably be hard to say no. But from a consumer standpoint. I've tried to emphasize that that it's further inside the beltway and closer to downtown Washington than FedEx Field is. Now the big difference. Yeah, much closer. The difference between FedEx and this is that for football games, and I understand the Capitol Center, but you know, we were a different city then, different traffic patterns, different everything. But most of the FedEx Field Virginia treks to Landover are on Sundays. It's far different. it's a pain in the ass for me. I live in DC to get to capital one for a seven o'clock tip so now I'm going to be adding another probably 20 minutes of traffic commute time minimum um and the only way to do it will be to 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 do it by mass transit to do it by Metro
3: yeah and they have the metro stop right there which obviously is a key yeah. to this whole thing just like they have a metro stop at, at Capital One arena and don't forget too you know people a lot of people forget that. The Capitals' headquarters is in Boston. Okay, it's in Arlington, it's right, right there. there. Yeah. So you know that that I, I'm sure Ted thought about that. And listen, the other thing too, with everybody talking about, well, where's the new football stadium going to go? We'd love for it to be where RFK was, and and I am agree with that. I would love for that to be there because I grew up going to those games at DC Stadium and all of that. But don't forget, the the, the Commanders are in Ashburn. They only go to that stadium like nine or ten times a year the rest of their time is spent in near dulles at ashburn including where all of those guys live so a lot of those things are happening in virginia and um and that and so to me it's not so surprising especially this move with ted having the, the capitals headquarters at boston it's not so surprising i'm curious to know kevin what's going to happen to the the thing they just built. Down I by know. I was just going
2: to ask you about that. I mean, as close as they are to Boston and the CAPS thing, mm-hmm. they're right across the river from that MedStar place where. They practice, which, by the way, for many of the players, must have been a pain in the ass, oh, and has to horrible. be a pain in the
3: ass. Horrible, right? Because you got to deal with the Beltway and two ninety five oh. and all of that. It's, it's, well,
2: most of them, as you know, live in Bethesda, Potomac, McLean, somewhere in Upper Northwest DC. They right. don't. So it, 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 Chinatown was enough of a trek, but getting to Saint Elizabeth's Hospital, basically. Yeah. This is not, like, I, yeah, what's going to happen with that facility? Well, it's right across from their, new, from their new arena now. They'll yeah, just take a, a boat.
3: A good question. Um, what's going to happen to it? Because they're saying that the Mystics now are going to play at Capital One Arena. And right. they were playing at that other facility. And, and like you say, that's where the, that's where they have all their practice facilities. And now the the Wizards practice facility, and I'm sure the Capitals, uh, either will well capitals will either stay in boston or they'll go out to this place in alexandria so everything will be there but yeah, it's a that's a great question because they sunk a lot of money into that to revitalize that area and uh, we'll see what happens with that but that is a really good question all right um what else uh we, can you give me 30 seconds to talk about my james madison university i mean <laughs> really kevin I got a football team and a basketball team ranked in the top twenty-five. I know.
2: I mean, tell me, tell me. So you know, we followed the football thing, you know, uh, during the course of the year. But tell me about this basketball team that I think is still undefeated. They opened with that win in East Lansing, not a neutral floor win against Michigan State. By the way, Michigan State is has really fallen on hard times. I mean, they lost to Nebraska the other night. Um, yeah. I actually think they may have an, a, a losing record overall. But tell me about their basketball team. I, the football team, I'm glad they're going to a bowl game. It sucks that they didn't get cleared for a New Year's Six possibility, exactly. et cetera. But tell me tell me about the basketball team. This is going to be a tournament team.
3: The basketball team is undefeated. They're 9-0. and Now look, you'll get the argument from people that their strength of schedule save for the michigan state game is you know not like the power teams and mm-hmm. it really isn't but then again maryland played alcorn last night and if you as warner wolf used to say if you had alcorn and thirty nine <laughs> points you lost yeah, they you Because they beat them by forty so yeah. Madison beat a team the other day. All these teams play these lesser squads because it's just what happens, you know. Uh, JMU played Keystone. We called them the Keystone Cops. They're out of Pennsylvania. They beat them by 71 points. So their basketball team is is good. They've got – Keep in mind, it's we're still a mid-major school, okay? I mean, the football team's not going to play Clemson and Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama. They get killed. But they're a really good mid-major school, and their basketball team is a good mid-major team, uh, We'll see as the season goes on whether they continue to be ranked. Uh, I'm sure they're not going to go through the season undefeated. The football team only played 12 games, and they couldn't go undefeated. But right now they're 9-0. and They have some really good, nice players. We talked about this kid, T.J. Bickerstaff, who's Bernie's grandson, grandson which was yeah. r- really cool, and he's a really nice guy. I've gotten to know him and meet him, and he's, he's a good kid. Uh, so they're – they're going to be playing the rest of their schedule in obviously their own conference, the Sunbelt Conference. So that's Marshall. Who's and good Appalachian in the Sunbelt? Is
2: anybody good?
3: Well, when you say is anybody good, I mean. I mean, again, is
2: anybody threatening top 25 pushing top 25? I don't think so. Will, you know, there, will this about... be a one bid league or a multiple bid league?
3: Well, it depends, Kevin, because. On Madison. If you. If you have a a really strong record like for instance Liberty in football okay yeah. they went 13 and 0 they went undefeated right.
1: their Denton's strength of schedule of-
3: is is not great but you can't ignore an undefeated FBS team so with JMU, look, if they lose a couple of games, maybe they drop out of the top 25 It's possible. But you're talking about teams in the, uh, in the Sun Belt like, you know, uh, App State and Marshall and Louisiana and, and, you know, some of these Old Dominion, obviously, uh, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. So they could go through and have, look, they won 22 games last year. Uh, and so I think that their their basketball team's a nice a nice mid major school. And who did they
2: beat Buck in the NCAA tournament? Did they almost beat Jordan's Carolina team? They lost, but right didn't they have an upset? Or am I thinking about when they almost beat Carolina?
3: You're you're talking about 1980, 81, and 82 when they went to the NCAA tournament three times in a row. This was their coach was a guy named Lou Campanelli who yep. passed away. They went 3 times and they won their first round game each year, including in 1980 they beat Georgetown in the first round. And then in the second year they won their first round game and that's when they beat when they played Carolina who had Jordan, Worthy and Perkins. Perkins. And they lost by like a point on a controversial yeah. call at the end of the game, a block charge call that went against them. And then the third year, they Dagger. went to the NCAA tournament. So they went three years in a row. So, yeah, they've, they've had some successful teams. And that's when they were, they were Division one, but, they you know, again, they were right. a, a small school.
2: I'll never forget Lefty's first game at Madison, and I went with you because you were calling the game. And I went down to Madison for Lefty's first game as a coach. It would have been, what, 88, 87, something like that?
3: Sounds about right.
2: Um, Steve Hood had transferred from Maryland to James yep. Madison. He yep. was really good. Fess Irvin was a transfer from LSU. Did I get his name right?
3: Correct. And Chancellor Nichols.
2: Yeah. And then one of my then my favorite all time JMU player was Darren McClinton, who I think is still one of the all time. Uh, leading scorers in Madison history, Darren, of course, the son of the late great middle linebacker for the Redskins, Harold McClinton, yep. uh, and Darren's brother Kevin was a great basketball yep.
3: player. My, you know, team. when I was there, the four years that I was went to school there and did and I did radio those four years. Uh, we had who, uh, a fellow who I still consider to be the best shooter in the history of the school, a fellow named Sherman Dillard, who of course, of course. was with Lefty at Long- Maryland.
2: Where is Sherm still on somebody's bench as an yeah, assistant at Iowa? Oh yep. we, that's right that's right I, he's, uh, I, I, he's uh, been he, there for a he, while
3: he's uh, he was an academic all american the uh, greatest guy you'll ever meet. Natalie dressed all the time, just a terrific guy. We, we're, we're very good friends to this day. And uh, he was the greatest shooter we ever had. I'll never forget, we went to Memphis State to play them back when they were called Memphis State. And the reason we went was because our athletic director, a fellow named Dean Aylers, who also passed away, had come from Memphis State. So he arranged that game. And we go down there to play in the Mid-South Coliseum, and Memphis State's in the top ten. Okay.
2: That's not and, Keith it, Lee Memphis State. That's you know,
3: No, that's but, before that. Yeah. Right. And, and here we are, Madison College. We're not even James Madison back in, at the, uh, in those days. And we're down by nine Disrespectful. at halftime. Disrespectful to,
2: uh, to our our. our, our uh, unbelievable.
3: And the people yeah. behind me are going, who's that number 24? Well, it was Sherman. And he could shoot the lights out. And uh, still, I think, the greatest shooter we ever had. And we've had some other ones, Steve Stielper and some other guys. But, look, it's a good mid-major. Uh, you know, I was there, Kevin, for game day, for ESPN College game day, awesome. which was Incredible. amazing. Amazing. Yeah.
2: I mean uh, Stanford Steve, who you know um is really you know works with Scott and and I Steve's a good friend him. of mine. We, said, we it on the the game, said it we, was one of the best game. Said it was one of the best game days they've they've had. It was incredible. Yeah, we stu-
3: he, he actually he I went and met him at the uh, after they got off the air. And he had a field pass, an extra field pass. So we stood on the field together for the first half. Yeah, he's the best to watch the game. He's a great guy. And yep. uh, and and there was twenty six thousand people on that quad. It was it was it really was phenomenal. And then we went out and lost, lost the game.
2: <laughs> what do what do you guys say, Dukes up or what is it when you walk around? Well,
3: Whatever. I I, 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 I don't say know, you know
2: I, it's a beautiful where, school. Um, none of my boys went there, but I think two of them visited, and I went on one of the visits, and I was familiar with it because of. Steve Buckhantz's love for Madison over the years, which made all of us love it, and if we didn't, we were fired. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> thank you, thank you for getting up and doing this. Appreciate uh, it. I was
3: up, Kevin, but yes, I appreciate it. Anytime, you know that. See you,
2: Steve Buckhantz. Everybody, uh, I want, when we come back, we'll we'll switch topics briefly. Um, and then we can end with more calls if you want to jump back on the lines at 301-230-0980. But I found two things on Sam Howell that I don't think we've talked about enough this year. Uh, that's next. Kevin Sheehan Show the Team 980 and the team 980com
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.